You know what time it is and you already know the deal. This is The Real For Real with Kevin, Trevor, and Isaiah. Bringing the realest, most in-depth perspectives on the film industry. So get ready, get set, and let's get into the show. Hey, what's up everyone? Thanks for tuning in to The Real For Real. It's your boys Kevin, Isaiah, and Trevor back at it again. And today we're going to be talking about the film that is highly anticipated. Everybody was talking about it. Did this three and a half runtime lead up to the hype? Was it real? Was it good? Let's talk about it, man. Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by my top three director of all time, Martin Scorsese. Screenplay by Eric Roth and Martin Scorsese. If you don't know Eric Roth, he did the screenplay for Forrest Gump, The Insider, Munich, A Star is Born, the uh, 2021 version of Dune, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, uh, the movie Ali that came out in 2001. Uh, of course, this film is starring Leonardo DiCaprio. We got Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone. We got some appearances in here of some strong actors, which I'm sure we will get to as we start talking in this episode. So, man, I got to ask y'all, man, did it live up to the hype or what? Well, before we answer that, I want to. I just want to <laughs> yeah. see. Isaiah, did you notice that somebody... Read through the director, <laughs> writers, listed the cast. It's my top three. But we don't yeah, do that right. here. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that here. I knew y'all were gonna say somebody that. Don't you, somebody somebody usually that. don't do that. All of a sudden, did it? Yeah, it was we, crazy. we don't do that for we don't do that yeah. for black films that come out on Netflix. That's weird. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Netflix films. We don't worry about that. You know, the top top three no, director no, of all I mean, time. Come on now. But shit, Isaiah, you just got out the movie, bro. So tell us about it. I mean, you just walked the. Walked out of a three and a half hour movie, man. Which what, what you think? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, it's 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 a good movie. Martin Scorsese hasn't made any bad movies. Um, not that I've seen. There's none of them that I would consider bad. It's it's great. It's a good movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it, uh, the performances as well. Um, oddly enough, three hours. It didn't. It it kept its it kept a nice energy throughout it. It, de- it didn't feel did so i was i was very shocked that we in that three and a half hours but it didn't necessarily feel like i was in the three and a half hours you know what i mean so i, I enjoyed i enjoyed the film that's really, how i felt too really, really, really. when you said that uh scorsese hasn't made any bad films i need you to also add that taxi driver is a masterpiece and i need trevor to agree oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. i'm leaving it um, i can't that agree to that <laughs> wait what i'm, I'm gonna leave that that. Oh. I, I think it's a good movie i definitely think it's a good movie i like taxi driver but uh yeah, I don't know. If oh, I'm oh, y'all, y'all not going to join me in that? Okay. No, no, no. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it was a good movie. Um, you know, kind of just like, uh, it reminded me of Gangs of New York throughout the whole time where I was like, I recognize that this is good. I recognize that. At least you could recognize it's good. Love this yeah. for that. But it's it's not something that I plan. I don't think I'll watch this again. I mean, the pacing is different you know? in the 70s. You know how movies are in the 70s. It's a little bit different. But I'm glad that y'all see the influence well, like, for Joker so, with that. And y'all need to watch King of Not Tom. even, not even. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but like, not even, like, I didn't have a problem with the pacing. I'm not going to say that this movie had bad pacing or anything. I never felt like it was dragging. No. Hold it's on, just, hold you on. know. I think y'all might be talking two different films. We're talking about Taxi Kevin Driver right now. talking about Taxi Driver. Oh, you're still talking I'm about still Taxi Driver? Yeah. I was talking about Killers. <laughs> yeah. I oh, okay. So I was wondering why you said the 70s, because I'm, I'm all oh, like... Oh, yeah, I'm still talking uh, about Taxi Driver. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I, I just, you know, we got to give his film okay. some appreciation, man. What is he? He's 80 years old, right? He's going to be turning 81 pretty soon. 
All right, so so we review Killers of the Flower Moon, or are you giving your <laughs> writing your love letter to Scorsese? This, Which this, one this you doing? Well, you know how Tarantino. Because if we review Killers, I'm I'm, I'm going to be here for that. But you can write your love letter on TikTok. I mean, you know how Tarantino gave his love letter to Hollywood, man. This is my love letter to Scorsese, man, the legend, bro. We got to talk about everything here. But I, yeah, let's let's well, stay on track, then. That's fine. Because otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll make hours. another. We can do another episode about this. I'm a, yeah, top I, ten cool Scorsese films ranked. Top ten ranked. I will say, Kev, you you got me in here on opening weekend for a Scorsese film. Now, guys, I'm not saying I'm not saying that his film. This man still has the same Wolf of Wall Street. I'm just preface it with that. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not here. The last Scorsese film I saw opening weekend was Shutter Island. And I'm Jeez. surprised out of all Jesus. of them. And I love Shutter. I love Shutter Island. If you actually, love Shutter Island, I love Shutter you'll, Island. Man, you'll love everything he does. Damn near. Shutter Island's great. It is. Well. <laughs> Shutter Island's pretty good. I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, but he has better, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Departed. Yeah, exactly. The Departed. Yeah. That's that, that's one number one for me. That's that's up there. And thank you, Trevor, for good. mentioning Internal Affairs to me because when the Departed dropped, I didn't even know that it was biting off that, or basically it was a remake of Internal Affairs. So that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I should yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. love both. So yeah. But uh, Trev, what did you think about this when you walked out? When did you see it? Friday? You saw it Saturday, right? Yeah, I All saw right. it Saturday morning. Um, I thought about going after work on Friday, but I was like, Ooh, three and a half. <laughs> I called you. I was like, how are you going to do that? <laughs> I got to I gotta let me go home and get well rested before I go to the theater for that. So I was in there like all the other old folks at 1030 a.m. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Like I said, um, I'm really on the Lily Gladstone train now. But other than that, you know, it was a fine movie. It was good. Um, I don't so, like. I said earlier, I don't plan to watch it again. Yeah. Oh. But what else is Lily? What else is Lily Gladstone been in? Like, I don't. I don't this is my first time seeing her. This right? is my first time seeing her as well. Yeah. Attention. This is my first time seeing her as well. But I believe. I felt this like is I've my heard first her time before. seeing her. Um, I don't know. She was in something called Quantum Cowboys, a movie called Walking Out, a movie called First Cow, Freeland. Bunch of stuff I haven't really heard of before, so yeah, this might be, yeah, this is probably her first big, big really film. big yeah. role. Yeah, um, I think people talked about her from um, uh, her guest roles in like Billions, some TV work she did, basically Billions, oh, okay. Room One Hundred Four. Um, I haven't seen anything of Reservation Dogs, but I hear that's actually. Oh man, I've been hearing people good, talk about but, that. You know. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. on my list of So I think that's where I heard. Um, hey, but you know what's crazy, <laughs> though? I think this film is dope that it has an Apple TV and Paramount distribution going on here. Because Paramount oh. <laughs> has much more experience in relationships with distributors. And I think uh, this should keep the cast and Martin happy to get a full theatrical release. Giving those who don't have Apple TV more of a chance, you know, to check this great film out. So... I could actually potentially yeah. see Apple doing something similar with Sony when Ridley Scott's Napoleon movie comes out. Uh, I could see that mm-hmm. happening. So I like well, that, you know, collab that they're doing. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Scorsese one of the people that was like kind of against streaming movies for a while too? Though? Oh, yeah. I think he, oh, I think, was it just straight no, up streaming not, or was straight, it watching it on streaming? It's people not getting their ass up and going to the movies. Um, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I think he didn't want people to watch. I think he had a problem with people watching movies on phones. 
and on the smaller <laughs> that, screens that, that, and not, yeah. in, yeah, not in a cinematic way like all the filmmakers. Exactly. Because I remember, uh, I remember imagined. feeling like it was a, that makes sense. Because I remember feeling like it was a big deal when he released, you know, The Irishman a couple of years ago on uh, straight to Netflix. That was interesting. Um, yeah. But I couldn't remember if he was one of those that was like anti the streaming services like a couple other, you know, you know how with the award season, people been tripping a lot lately about, or a lot of those directors and stuff were tripping about the Netflix movies and the Amazon movies and blah, 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 yeah. getting all this credit. So I couldn't remember what side of the argument he was on with that. What's up? What side of the aisle? Well, we do know on. what side he's on when it comes to Marvel, because y'all know he don't fuck with that. He, yeah, he don't mess with that at all. <laughs> he made that clear. <laughs> that man said, I'm bringing real cinema back. I ain't got time yeah, for this, and I'm giving y'all three and a half hours of it. But what's surprising to me is so many people were like, oh my gosh, it's three and a half hours. I'm making such a big deal. Like, they didn't watch The Irishman and didn't act like it was like, y'all enjoyed that. Just relax. <laughs> no, okay. but a, no, a lot of people had, a lot of people had problems, had some static with The Irishman, too. I mean, a lot I've of heard did. nothing but good things um, about it, honestly. I didn't hear anybody talk bad about it. Oh, it, I, mean, I heard people say they didn't want to watch it. I heard people it. talking about the three-hour runtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think those people, people just it, like just stopped it all together. Like, I ain't about to watch that. Miss me with that. Or there's some people who like broke it apart. Like, I watch it you know, this day and then watch the other half the next day or something like that. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. My personal feelings, I gave this a five out of five on Letterboxd. I think it was greatness. I think the three and a half hours was earned. I don't think there were any dull moments in here for me. I had a cup of coffee, went to my 7.15 time, and man, I saw a Sunday night. I enjoyed it. It was really good. Sound like you had to prep. Sound like you had to prep. See, I had to have a cup of <laughs> no, because I was like, so, uh, I didn't get to see a Friday. Somebody and, thought they may not make it. <laughs> shoot, man. We were in Dallas Saturday. And so, you know, I was like, yeah. man, I got to watch it Sunday, man. And by the time, you know, I had to get everything ready and, you know, Sunday passes. I'm like, man, it looks like my time is night. So let me get my coffee and, you know, let's head over there. But, um, well, yeah, it was cool. Well, let's get into it then. Yeah, let's talk about well, it. Well, let's do Can't it. Go ahead and tell us. So what's, what's, what's your, what's, so what's interesting, um, the original draft of this movie was supposed to be from the point of view of the FBI and they wanted Leo to play the agent Tom White. So, uh, Scorsese mm. decided to shift to that, shift that story to be more through the lens of Molly and Ernest through the Buckhart family. Mm. And they wanted to remove <laughs> through the, through the lens of Molly and er, or Ernest and Molly, or just Ernest. Yeah, because it felt very uh, Ernest. Ernest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but I guess I should have let you finish your statement. You were saying the first draft. <laughs> well, that's what. Well, they wanted to. Yeah, it felt like Ernest, but that's the goal was supposed to be through both of them, through the family, basically, through their marriage and the love uh-huh. story kind of thing. And and then, so okay. basically, they wanted to remove like this whole like you know, white savior, you know, the FBI being the heroes kind of story and focus more on the betrayal of the Osage natives and kind of go from there. So um, the book, you know, I got home and I was like, man, let me see what's going on here. So I just had to look at the cliff notes. So uh, I was looking into it. So the book came out in 2017 and it seemed like it's split into three parts. So the first part seems like it's Molly's story, the Osage perspective. Then the second part's the FBI investigation and another part, uh, which is a third act, uh, they give you like the present day people of Osage. So um, mm-hmm. it seems like it's pretty close to the book. And I think if people are really appreciate the book, they'll really like this movie because it respects the true nature of the book. So not bad. Yeah. As close as they could. Um, so 
Well, um, I know for me, one of one of the big positives um, that I had to say was the casting all the way around. I I was one of those. I hadn't did a lot of digging to see who was in it, other than what I saw in the previews. So I definitely was shook when Brendan Fraser and uh, John Lithgow show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same here. Uh, that was a very, very pleasant Even surprise. though Brendan had one moment where he was kind of overacting a little bit, but I'm like, that's all right. That's hey. all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. That's funny you say that because I did think that too. I was like, oh, Brandon, look. To Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But other than that. Well, I mean, it, it, sounds like, it sounds like we were all in agreement a little bit. I was like. <laughs> I was like, they really direct him to go that hard? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I had some. I had some thoughts. Give on us that. your whale <laughs> performance. Give us that. He he brought it there, but it did. Yeah, it didn't. Like he yeah, like so. he, he didn't even warm us up. He just <laughs> on tear. Yeah, that was fire. The moment he came in, just I was like, whoa. I did, I did like the scene though, where he uh, where they're at the house and he's trying to prep Ernest on what to say, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah. A, I thought that was a good see. moment for him, but in that beginning courtroom, I was like, mm. "But yeah, go ahead." Well, I mean, I thought it, I, I thought it still fit. It just was, yeah, it just was a, no, it was just cool. a little too far. Yeah, yeah. you can always uh, tell the, when it's a little the, overdone. On the tail end of it, it just felt a little too far. Mm-hmm. When he spoke like that second time, I was like, <laughs> "All right, man, come, come, we get it, we get it." You supposed to be trying to disrupt the system a little. bit. Nice move, by the way. I didn't even know you could pull that stunt. That's my client type thing. Like, okay, dang. I, I, it makes me wonder about like, um, and I guess it's just, it's just a thought I had. I, I can't really speak to any um, truth in this, but it just makes me wonder because it seems like all of them were kind of acting brand new. You know, it was the 1920s and they're all acting brand new on how like <laughs> how like shit is supposed to be done in the courtroom. So I wonder if, you know, I, I don't I don't have any legal history. So I wonder if like, oh, yeah. Things were definitely brand new back then, on as far as procedure on certain things. Yeah, yeah. I, you, I, I, oh, I, I get, I get what you No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then because like, ain't no way in hell, and I don't, I don't see that happening. Like somebody showing up, and then like they're all like, we don't know whose lawyer is who <laughs> and who's representing yeah. who. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody was like, I, I, I was just like, really? That that's what that's what's going to work? Because <laughs> you see, Brad, whenever the camera's on Brandon Fraser's character, you know, you're all like, he looks like he got something. Like he he ain't worried about nothing. Yeah, yeah. Lithgow's was- been, and you know, Lithgow is always good playing this character where he's all like. Huh, huh, he's not supposed to do yeah. that. Wait, yeah. wait. <laughs> I'm about to say that man that made a whole career out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so panic to lift gal is, is the game right there. That's how that's his bread and butter. Bread and butter. Right yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So I was just like, oh okay, well shit. I guess, guess I need to be a lawyer if that's all it takes. <laughs> just confusion. Confusion, man. So, so okay, let me ask you, Trev, because I know you, it's been hard for you to decide if De Niro was really that guy as far as acting. So him playing Hale. See, there you go. Put in words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> him playing William Hale w- w- as a performance, what do you think? It was great. Fantastic. There we go. I was, this is, in, in, in De Niro's more recent selections and roles, like I've always thought, oh, he's just in he's in the stage of his career where he's having fun. Yeah. But here I was just all like, Oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Bobby D. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. so I thought it was interesting in the film, like so it's interesting how characters like William Hale, how they present themselves as like genuine. 
And then I like how their arc is where they, you see the corruption, even though I'm sure it was easy for y'all to catch up on his corruption from the beginning, but even kind of watching the way Leo's character transformed, like when he says, like it always happens in like little sentences that they say, I picked up on when he says, I love money just as much as I love my wife. To me, that told me everything right there. Like, Mm, that yeah. line right there means something, you know? So, but I no, was no, like, no, 100%. But I was like, damn, dude, like, you're really that impressionable? Like, he was acting like he don't know what the hell going on. Like, I was like, is he dumb? Or is he just really loved well, his but, uncle? Or, like, the loyalty is but there. But I'm like, bro, you have to know. Like, it's like he knew what was going on. And, it, and you saw the corruption with all the crimes he was committing and stuff. But at the same time, he kind of was like, Damn, like <laughs> But see but, but see that's the thing, that's what makes those type of people so so good at what they do. You gotta pick people according you have to know how to read people well. Yeah. Early on, like in the beginning of the movie, when he's having a conversation with uh, Ernest, he he points to the fact that like Ernest, you're not you're not thick, are you? Mm-hmm. To which Ernest's immediate reply and I was gonna say this is a really good. Um, this is also another plus for me was the constant, uh, the constant uh, reiteration of the theme of Ernest doesn't believe that he's dumb. <laughs> he doesn't believe that he's as dumb as he, like, gullible as he is. Yeah. Like, truthfully, he the first time he brings it up, he says, "Are you thick?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm not thick in the head, sir." Like, I, he tries to tell his uncle straight up that, like, "No, I'm I'm a smarter dude than what it is." Yeah. But truthfully, he's not he's not that bright. And he keeps he's doing not, things that set himself up. Exactly. Especially the whole car and insurance thing. I was like, yeah. Like, like <laughs> he thought he was sweetening the deal by, hey, well, how about if you can steal my car too and give me some insurance? Moron. Like, Shout out so to that leading like, up to a really good scene where they go to the Masonic Lounge <laughs> and William Hill oh. <laughs> gives him that spanking with the paddle. And he just falls to his knees. Mm. I thought that was a really good scene there. I don't know how y'all felt about that. It, but I was, I was, I was definitely thought, yeah, it was funny. It was, but I was like, oh, this is something that could have been cut. Oh, <laughs> I think so. Think? Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Three and a half hours. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> but yeah. Like, well, I mean, I felt like they wanted yeah. to kind of show because he says I'm a 32nd degree Mason. And I think they wanted to kind of give yeah. you, you know, the description of his power and where he's at. And that, and that kind of thing. Uh, um, yeah, but I think by then it's been well established. I mean, he's one, he's calling himself the the king of the Osage and, you know, he actually yeah. speaks their language and like, like it's, it's been well established his uh, affluence and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, his, his position in the community and all that yeah. stuff. It's well established. Do y'all yeah. have a... Like the only, at that point I was just all like, this is only just a, this is just a funny the scene that's it oh yeah i feel you okay i can see that is there a particular scene that's th- that stood out for y'all that's like maybe your favorite oh surprisingly uh go ahead Isaiah. oh i was gonna just say for me it's hands down um the scene when ernest finds out about his daughter dying oh man that acting was good wasn't it when he was that, in a like, cell that, breaking yeah, down that was Woo-hoo. that was the one like i'm not gonna Woo. lie like Man. There were a lot of other things that happened in the film that I was like, this is good, it's acted well, but that was the one that I was like, oh. Bro, there's okay, a couple okay. of moments in here where there's just like Oscar moments for Leo. Like, in this yeah. movie, and it feels so cliche to say that 
oh, it feels like an Oscar performance because we always feel like everything he does is Oscar worthy. But there were so many scenes in here where it was like highlight reels of like, dog, he got to get nominated and win something. Like, come oh, on. I, th- I mean, the whole the whole interrogation at the end when he's when he's confessing, the facial mo like the Man. different things he's doing with his face. I was like, yeah, when he's, he's drunk and he, yeah, <laughs> he's dude, working. Like, yeah, no, he he really performed in here for sure. Um, but man, but y'all are talking about, we were talking so, about, uh, Lily Gladstone. I feel like, well, she, well, hold on, uh-huh. I, 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 before you go, let me answer your question. Yeah. So for me, the two scenes that really stood out to me was one, of course, one that we see in the trailer, um, was when the, it's very early on in the movie where the oil is shooting up from out of the ground. Yeah. And, uh, Heck yeah. Native Americans are, are dancing around that. Yeah. 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 It just. Something about the oil, like, I don't know, all of that just, it just really resonated with me. Beautiful. And even when I was sitting in the movie and I saw it and I was just all like, because that's the moment in the trailer that was like, I'm going to go watch this. Oh, movie. yeah. Because again, like I told y'all before, I usually don't see Scorsese films <laughs> open and weekend. That's something I watch at the house. Yeah. At the behest, usually <laughs> of one of go. my friends. Here you go. Um, and then, so the other scene for me that really stood out, I actually was a more of a, it was an emotionally powerful scene, but it was a muted scene. It was at, actually at the end after uh, Leo's character has testified. And then, um, you know, Molly's in there and she asked him what else was in the vial you were in. Oh, man. Wait, that yeah. scene and right you there. See, yeah. And then, like, 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 Leo does great there. But really, I think what we need to talk about is, is Lily's performance throughout yeah. the whole movie. But right she there. She was just, a scene you know, stealer, low key. Real talk. Yeah. She was so cool. like. Yes. She was so Absolutely. cold, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I, but when you were talking about that, um, so the oil shooting out like that, bro, just the cinematography in general, like it was sensationally sweeping. I felt like the landscape looked like a beautiful canvas. I mean, dude, um, shout out to the cinematographer, man. And Scorsese, that's the thing about yeah. him. Like, you know, he always gets categorized as gangster films, and you know, so people don't really talk about cinematography like that. But I mean, he does films like Hugo and other things like that, where he really can capture, you know, the background and scenery and things like that. Um, but mm-hmm. my one of my favorite scenes, which Isaiah, that's a great one. Trevor, that's a great one. Um, I think when Ernest is torn apart about what he's doing to Molly. Putting the poison in his drink and her, and then in her insulin, and they both that lay in the good, bed. Yeah, that was a good scene. And I'm like, dang, they both looking like death. And it was at that point where I was like, damn, she ain't gonna make it because I thought she was gonna die in the movie. What y'all think? Yeah, no, I, I thought so too. Yeah. I did too. I thought I thought she was gonna die, and then there was also a point where I thought she might, she was gonna um like, so somewhat like mercy kill him <laughs> at one point. Yeah, like, I was like, dang, I was like, because I was just like. After she kind of healed up and they had that conversation, and he's talking about uh, right before he tells her that I've got to go in, you know, with these white man's laws, I got to go in there and, you know, tell, uh, I may have told the truth, but I'm going to tell the real truth instead. And, and I, like the way she was sitting there during that scene, I was like, oh man, she's going to mercy kill this man. Mm-hmm. Like, so he don't, so he can't testify, so he can't testify wrongly. Like, yeah. I thought she was going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely felt like, yeah, she was going to die. And that scene was, was powerful too because then in that scene the only thing that happens is she looks at him and goes you're next like that's what she tells him yeah. she says you're next yep and i was like oh damn like oh yeah straight up yeah man <clears throat> it's got a really good score playing too i thought the score in this movie was really good too in those moments yeah that was a positive the especially the drums like yeah. the constant drums uh that, that little heartbeat feel throughout yeah. the movie was really cool 
And also, I, I like I like how the film takes for the third act for the FBI to really get things going. Um, so I like how it kind of took its time leading up to, you know, when we get Jesse Plemons. And obviously, we get the introduction to him, but to kind of like really get the investigation going. Because it, for me, it felt like it gives the audience kind of a similar feeling to the Osage people. Like, finally, you're here trying to do something, you know, because <laughs> you so, as the audience, huh. you're like. So that's definitely that's definitely why huh. I, I felt that the runtime was justified. That's what I'm in saying. That same, yes. That's the same thing that that justifies the runtime, mm. whether you that's agree a- with it or not. It all feels like. Well, dang, when is somebody going to fix this? Yeah, exactly. You're sitting there thinking at the whole movie. And then yes. even when they show up, <laughs> yeah. when they, by the time he shows up, there's like an hour and like 15 minutes still left in the movie. That's or like what I'm saying. Hour like, 30 minutes still left. And you're like, see, bruh, like, see, this is, they still ain't doing nothing. This, <laughs> like, this is why I like talking to y'all. That's that's a very, very good point. Because I know one of the things that I said to my wife after we left the movie theater was I was disappointed with how long it took for Plemons to get there. Yeah. I was, you know, again... Uh, the oil scene, and then the fact that Plemons was going to be in here just because he wasn't playing the creepy dude for once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Plemons, man, for getting out the box, man. He got out the box. <laughs> Y'all know I like him as an actor, man. I really like that guy. <laughs> yeah, No, no, he's good. Yeah. He's so, good. So I, I was going to say that was one of my uh, deficiencies, but I I really like that that interpretation, Kev. That's a, that's, a, that's a solid point. I think that works really well for why they did it and yeah because it's like for me i was just thinking the whole time i was like all right it's well established that <laughs> hell and them are like you know what's going on here yeah, people see did it. like we, we see yeah, it we got it we got it we got it <laughs> yeah exactly bring in plemons and show me him slowly unraveling and doing this investigation yep. mm-hmm. i mean yeah man so yeah. yeah um yeah for sure also um all right i need to know y'all's feelings on the ending how did you feel about it the way it ended because I love so that, I was, so, honestly. I, yeah, I really liked the radio show ending. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> I knew somebody was going to say something. I didn't love it. So I didn't love it at first, um, but I did like when um, Scorsese himself comes out and, yes. and you know delivers that last part. And then like it, it wrapped it up nicely, and it made me go, okay, that's what he did here. That's fine. It, 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 it went back up for me. But like beforehand, up until that, I was just like, no, not for this movie. This isn't the right feeling to end this, you know, because it kind of again it it, seem, it it feels like this 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 honest and important story has been trivialized. Trivialized. That makes total sense, but I think that's. I also think that's but part of Scorsese the point. But Scorsese saves it with his with his monologue. Actually, yeah. At the end, so. We'll see, but okay. I kind of think that was kind of the, the. I think that's kind of the point. Like true. When it comes I, I agree back with to, you. When it comes back to being like. When because at first my first thought when I saw it was a radio show I was like oh so all this is being told over a radio show bro like that's all it is <laughs> and, but I, and so, uh, I was like this is just the story being told there but I was like but now think about how much like how little some of like uh, some lots of history but of course Native American history here in the country in in the country too mm-hmm. this is how trivial it kind of was treated we've watched the yeah. whole thing happen. While we sat in the stands, one uh, like wondering when is somebody going to do something about it, mm-hmm. Fleming shows up. Then on the back end, this is just being played over the radio as a as a nightly drama. It's an entertainment yeah. Yeah. thing. Yeah. It's an entertainment thing. This isn't the nightly news covering it. Mm-hmm. It's a tonight we're going to have our radio show, and that's that's what like it it, it still trivializes it even more. Yeah, which I think also drives home the part. When Scorsese comes out and says that the obituary doesn't mention the murders either, 
Right. It doesn't mention the murders. It just says that she's buried with her people. But it never mentions the murders in the obituary. And I think the fact, like, that happening in the radio show portion, I thought also just made it seem even more trivial, too. Like, who who cares about whether they got murdered or not? Mm-hmm. Not that that was her reason for not mentioning them, but it, it just kind of connected there for me a little bit. I think yeah. You know what else I, I like about that ending, though? <clears throat> it wasn't typical, mm-hmm. like, where you have, like, this ending text that you have to read everything. Um, yeah. I that like, was cool. Yeah. Like, in, like, you know how most epilogues, it's, oh, true story, let me give you the facts, okay, we're done. It yeah. felt theatrical. Yeah. You could tell it felt more personal for Martin. That's why, you know, we see him, you know, give his monologue at the end. It just felt personal. I, I like the way that was done. It felt theatrical. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what did y'all think about the representation of the owl? Uh, you know, as somebody from the Osage was passing away or about to die, seeing that owl, did y'all think that was cool? Like, you know, to have in there or something or. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. I yeah. don't know if there's anything. I thought it was that, cool. Yeah. No, yeah, I thought, I thought it, was it was a cool, cool thing. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I would say that it probably would mean or be cool, cooler if I had a little more background about the Osage people and like beliefs and this and the other. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and and yeah. I think that's for. I know we haven't gotten there, but I think that's one of the film's deficiencies. Deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my. Yeah. yeah, that's my only thing. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, yeah. I was hoping to get more of their information like more information yeah. about them too which i think would have really i think could have helped some more into connecting with the characters that we don't see as long like the other sisters yes and things like that yes. too um yes but that's what i mean well, let, well, I, well let's I, I still think it was let's uh, let's also talk about some things that make your blood boil as well um so i was saying you know, I said something on TikTok earlier, just a little light, little, you know, one minute thing or two minute thing. I thought that the Osage having to use their own money or having asked to use their own money, boy, oh, that, that shit pissed me off, dude. I was like, oh, yeah. man, <laughs> yeah. that right there. Oh, dude. And and, and, the, and I think freaking- what's interesting about that is more background on that. <clears throat> you know, the Osage, they had to go through this competency test where, you know, they had to determine these people had to determine if they were mixed blood or full of uh, Osage. And so if you failed this mm-hmm. test, then basically you were assigned a guardian, which was one of those people where they have to ask them for permission to buy things. And it could be simple items like a purse or, you know, whatever you yeah, want to get, me, you know? Like, and I was like, Oh, hell no. Hell no. Wait, well, well, and, and it, it was double <laughs> pissed. It was double pissing me off. Because the moment we meet Molly and she has to introduce herself and then say incompetent after each one, when the whole time, damn. yes, she been she been knowing that, y'all, that these people coming for. I'm like, damn, bro, Dude. this is yes, <laughs> yes. This, it just and hurt every that, time she said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're exactly right, Kev. Makes your blood boil because I was like, man, I don't even like justifying my purchases with, with <laughs> you know my money saying? to my wife. Boy, so you want me to get up, go downtown, and then talk to somebody at the bank and tell them what I want to do with my Dude, money? Dude, I'm telling you, if I God. if I want to get paid on Tuesday and be broke by Wednesday, <laughs> goddammit, let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Also, um. You know, there was little, um, what did you think about the moments of, you know, the family dynamic or when they're in the house and you see the people kind of talking about the Osage in a racist manner? There was, you know, little moments where it was sprinkled <sighs> in there. I was like, boy. Yeah. 
It's, it's like, typical. I mean, but I, I like how the yeah, movie it's, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. sprinkled in there. Like it's not too hard. See, it just shit has don't change. A few moments in the film where they, uh, you know, little dialogue here and there. Um, well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's but, it, but it's typical of all of Scorsese's films, right? He don't shy away from that stuff. Oh, that's what I'm saying. And, you you know, can't with and, this kind and, of story. And, no, you can't. In Goodfellas, they they refer to people, so, you know, like the the mobsters will refer to people certain ways and use terms. Like he he he's never shied away from that type of stuff. That's one thing I give him a lot of credit for. He keeps it real about it. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Grand, uh, Molly's Molly's mama and they're talking about y'all y'all the ones messed everything up. Marrying these white people, mm, <laughs> so, yeah. mm-hmm. like she says that. Then, the, then the old, the old white lady and the old, talking about the two different the old babies, white man, the two different talking about the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. so I was mm. like, man, believe I mean, it or not, that one has more Osage blood in him than the other. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what did, and he's dark. <laughs> that man said, "What did he say? He said one light, one dark." It's like God shook the earth for nothing or something. <laughs> long. I was like, God, yeah, that's, <laughs> I was like, like my man hurting about this. <laughs> you know, you know what's interesting though. So this one, you know, a lot of people would say this is a complete departure from you know his gangster films, like what he did with Mean Streets and some of that. But I do think there was Wrong. still some incorporation Wrong. of that in this movie, though, which I thought was dope. Oh yeah, it's just the yeah, whole story just, is just the whole sto- yeah. the whole story White is still a mob products. movie. Yeah, it's still a mob yeah, movie. That's what I say. It's, it's yeah. still it's just it's just taken to a different got, era, a different time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, that was, and then just and then just in a different way. Not not the yep. you know he got the 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 town doctors in his pocket. Yes, 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 yes. Like, yes I was yes. like. This one just isn't out all out front like the mob movies. Are. The mob this one, movies this are one has exactly. this one has less glamorization of the bad guys and more consideration of the impact of their actions on the victims and that kind of thing. Yes. So that 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 that's a good way to say it's it switched up. Yeah. So I, mean, I thought it was solid, man. I mean, I loved it, bro. I, I honestly, I mean, you know, I know that there's people talking about pacing issues and you know, I just I did I really didn't see it, man. So so Trev, what were you saying? You would have cut. You would have cut the Masonic Lodge part. Was there anything else that stood yeah. out that you just felt just wasn't necessary for this film? Um, and I don't know if that's rolling into negatives or not, but I don't. I don't think it's a negative. I think there's just things things you would have probably just cut that you just felt. I, I just no, I mean, yeah, I would just like I just would have cut down. Nothing specific comes. Uh, nothing specific comes to mind. Yeah, there are just some certain scenes that I would make shorter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I won't lie. I won't lie. I still like, even though I was, I'm with you, Kevin. On the length of the movie, kind of shows like the length, how long the plight probably felt. Mm-hmm. But I still thought when I walked out of there, I was, like I, I even told my wife, I said, "Well, I think it needed all of its. I mean, it felt like it didn't feel like I was sitting there for three and a half hours. Yeah. But I can't like, but I still think it could have been done in less time. But I can't tell you what to cut. That's what I told her. I was like, I can't tell you what yeah. to cut out of there. But I know we could have done this in under under three. <laughs> like, let's uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, dude. Let's, let's. What about the morticians, man? Covering the bullet wounds and and the doctors administering the poison and dude, all this stuff was just the way they had this set up, man, was crazy. What did y'all think about the scene where they're like cutting the skull, dude? Like, or cutting the head? Like, I was like, ooh, that's ooh. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah. And all yeah. out in the For open. Molly's too? sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all out in the <laughs> open. I was like, all what? out in the open. You guys, dumb. Her most, co- her most colorful sister, character wise. Right, right, yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, Never I left was, that house without a strap. That's huh? what, <laughs> boy, I was all for Anna. I was like, Anna, dude, Anna, Anna thugging in these streets. Y'all better watch out. <laughs> I did. I did not expect for her to show up for uh, when everybody was at the house and everybody had to <laughs> make sure she didn't get into that purse because she started going to open it. Uh, <laughs> she was. She was ready. <laughs> I, and then I, I, I was actually, just all like, I was like, Anna, chill. He he obviously that that young woman was just setting the table. He, he obviously <laughs> just pulled it. And she all like, oh, you keep your hands off my man. I was like, about to blow this lady's head off. And all she did was try to do her. That's right. Oh, she was. She said. She said sure. anybody can get it. Anybody <laughs> yeah. can get it. I was all for. It. In fact, I was only upset that she didn't take anybody with her when she died. Oh man, no! Like, right? I was, yeah, the way they I set that up, where they had her sit down, where she was drunk and just yeah, gunned her down. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I was, wish she kind of did. I was just somebody. Well, the way the way they alluded to the fact that she always has the gun on her, I was like, oh, that's like legitimately. I thought that she was going to probably take somebody out when they go to kill her. But yeah. I will say, it also set up for a nice, a real smooth little scene there. The way he he ags her on because they know she'll pull that gun out. Mm-hmm. Ernest snags the gun to give it to old boy, give yeah. it to uh, his brother, so they can use it to kill the other man. I was like, dang, that was like that was a smooth handoff. Yeah, I was like, that's a that's a jacked up like a situation all the way around for sure. And nobody could, nobody caught it. I was like, that's pretty dope. You know, one of one of the most gangster lines in this entire movie, man. It was from one of the uh, natives. Uh, I'm looking up the actor. His name is Larry Sellers. Um, but he says something, it's like when the FBI is asking him, you know, who do you think could be behind this stuff? And he says something, he's like, if we could find these people, we would kill them. Back in the old days, oh. I could see my enemy, but now it's yeah. almost like, ooh, man, hold up, man. Like, I mean, but it's real though. Yeah. I mean, it's spread out all over the place. So like, man, we don't know what the hell's going on. Like back in the day when we went to war, I knew who I was dealing with and we would kill them, you know? So, <laughs> well, and it, yeah, that was all. It was all really well set up because, like, I kept thinking to myself too. Even when they had the first little meeting, and all of a sudden, you know, Hale is like, "I'll put another thousand dollars on, you know, finding this man." Anybody? I'm like, man, how you? Like, it, it just was crazy because he's like, when when you get to that line at the end, he's like, "If we knew who it was," and I'm like, "How y'all didn't see that?" Because this also happens after. I don't. I can't remember that the other guy's name, but. When the house gets blown up and hell comes back, they try to warn him and say, "Hey, bro, you've been you you making yourself known too much. You need to stay hang back." Oh yeah, yeah. Like you you can't just pop up every time something. Oh yeah, like, I think it was the sheriff, the sheriff. which was in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my head, but like so, you seeing all these type of things, and I'm like, damn, it's really pissing me off that these folks ain't caught on. That it's got to be the dude. <laughs> like he even says in the meeting the first time. Anybody who has information, you come to me, specifically to me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all don't find that shit funny? That, like, right, exactly. That the, that the white man want everybody to come to him, not y'all? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but again, you know, Hale had, had done a very good job of earning his trust yeah. with the community. Yeah. Which is yeah. true. And, yeah. you know. You know, you know manipulation. It, you know that that just that just speaks to that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I say I think they did. a I like how they what, showed what did OJ us. Say? They smiling in your faces. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah man. No, it's all that's, the time they want to take you, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, oh, I want to ask y'all and Trev. Maybe you can speak more on it. And I think this will probably come with a second viewing. 
The document that Hale wants Ernest to sign, I wonder, what do you think it was? Oh, it wasn't oh, just definitely it, giving him rights to, yeah. to yeah, yeah. Just it was the same the thing he had everybody doing. <laughs> the rights would refer to, to him just or somebody else to that him he could control. Okay. So. Refer to Hale, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was going, as soon as Molly's out the way, oh, he was going to get rid of uh, well, <laughs> Ernest. Yeah, and it wasn't even, yeah. I mean, let's be real. He was, Ernest was on the chopping block. Like Ernest was yeah. gone, gone. So we knew it was just you know to make he sure decided that he. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying it was just to make sure that that money, like that, it was going to Ernest because he's the next of kin to Ernest. Yeah, That's he he was. he knew he was going to have to get rid of Ernest when he looked over and he said, "Oh, you put a baby in her." Yeah, <laughs> bro. And this <laughs> is I like back Ernest's to acting, answer. Back to acting. His yeah. face when that announcement. Yeah, happened. his all face during <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he, like, because you can see where he, he, I guess he really didn't expect that. I love Ernest's response. He's like, well, she's my wife. That, that type that, of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I, I mean, Ernest, I guess you ain't wrong. <laughs> but, you know, so do, do but, y'all feel for but Ernest's Like you say, De Niro's face there. Do y'all feel, no. No, don't feel for him at all, no. right? Because no. He, yeah. no, no, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. It really like, wasn't. Yeah, he knew what he was yeah, doing. He, he tried to play it, and that's what makes the, the scene where, you know, she asked him outright so powerful. Because again, yes, he yeah. he's he he strives himself on this. He's not an idiot, but at the same time, like he isn't an idiot completely. He knew exactly what he was getting into. They, they, he allowed people to talk him out of, like talk him into doing dumb stuff all the time. When they when they when they are giving him when they first give him the medicine, the insulin. When they show when they show up with the insulin, he's automatically weary about it. He's like, no, nah, I ain't liking how this is about to go. Mm-hmm. So he he is very no, he aware in that moment yeah. that that this cause this is not gonna make her better. Yeah, and I mean y'all answered so, that correctly. I, I couldn't empathize with him either, but yeah, the only part I was like I felt bad for him was obviously hearing that his daughter died. But yeah, and obviously I just, well, I just I mean, thought he was pretty stupid. But in general, but. I, I do think that it, it's it's odd because I do think that there's an ex- existential piece that was going on toward the end of it. I do think that at some point in the situation he did love. His wife. I, th- I think. Point. I think. Oh, yeah, I think definitely. he loved her. I think he loved her. But I think he was also yeah. tied to the money portion and also keeping Hale happy yeah. and keeping just that. Well, like you said earlier, you know, he always said, "I love I money love almost money. as much he, as I love my exactly. wife." Exactly. He he said it. You know. So he loved her. You know. So. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So money is a money's crazy, man. So. I mean, so do y'all have anything negative for this movie? I don't know if y'all want to roll into that, but I mean, I only have one thing, and I think all three of us agree on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we talked about the length. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we no, all no, agree the length, that there the could have been... Easy. No, yeah, yeah, but I think the big thing that all three of, agree, three of us agree on was that there could have been more on uh, the actual yes. Osage culture and all that. They needed yeah. more telling detail of how the Osage acquired the land. And also, they could have explained more um, about how this was the very first FBI investigation. This was the first major FBI investigation that that wasn't even really clearly defined in the movie because so, history yeah. wise, so, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, yeah. So, so those were, yeah, yeah. Those were both things that I definitely would have loved to see more of. And then, hell, if we were going to do three and a half hours, there was plenty of room for all that because, like I said, we we nailed home. <laughs> just how dirty Ern and his family was getting, like, you know, and everything they were doing. But we could have definitely seen some more scenes where they kind of explained a little bit of the Osage culture. We would spend some more time with the Osage people or hell, mm-hmm. even 
I know, like y'all said, y'all brought up a good point on why Plemons comes in so late, mm-hmm. but even when they got here, we just saw him walking around town talking to people, but we really didn't see or witness so, those scenes where they're breaking that stuff down. I think yeah, the closest was, we got is when that one old timer said, you know, oh, I saw who killed Anna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I watched it that night, but that's really the only scene. Everything else is just, you know, him reporting hearsay. Yeah, not, yeah. not hearsay, but, you know, direct accounts. No, no, I, that was one of my negatives. I just felt like the end felt, or uh, Plemons' arrival, the FBI arrival, and their collecting of information just felt, it felt rushed. <laughs> In a three-hour movie, when you got time, it felt rushed. Um, now, to that same point, I kind of understand why they did it that way, because what's the biggest problem with American Gangster? All of Russell, Russell Crowe's Crow scenes. scenes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. They were trying to, he tried yeah. to do, they tried to do something cute there and like, you know, balance the exciting thrillingness. Yeah, man, of, I'm just like, get back Denzel's to Denzel's Frank Lucas and all the drugs. Get back to Denzel. And then you're giving us Russell <laughs> yeah. Crowe going through a divorce. <laughs> yeah, divorce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we get into divorce scenes and he's, we're just getting scenes of him staring at the board and thinking, you know, <laughs> yeah. hell, even when yeah. Frank Lucas finally is, when Denzel's, uh, Frank Lucas is doing all the snitching at the end and telling him exactly how he did it. That was more compelling than anything Russell Crowe did. But that's but one of that's that's, yeah. a, that's that's those are all thoughts the, for another one of the few times where I needed his Russell Crowe scenes cut. Don't <laughs> don't, don't do my movie like that. Y'all know I love that movie, man. <laughs> yeah, it's but a great movie. You're, I mean, y'all are right. They, you're, you're they right. just need to get yeah. They need to give us a super cut where it's just Denzel scenes. <laughs> I'd watch that heads down all day, every day. That's fair. That's fair. You block that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alpaca. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, so, so um, I saw on, uh, I guess, an interview, and I'm forgetting the name of the gentleman, but I guess he was the kind of language consultant for the film. And then so this is just uh, kind of, you know, I'm not, obviously I'm not Osage. I can't speak to probably how they perceive it. But he 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 had mentioned that, yes, he agreed that for what Scorsese did, that was, it is a good film and all that, but he thought it was lacking on, um, you, you know, really depicting Molly's part in the story and like, you know, more of her thoughts and all that. He would have liked to see it more from her perspective and even from the people those age people themselves mm-hmm. which i thought was very valid so. i think that's so, valid but, too. but you know why yeah. you know why i think it was done that way because shit popularity leo that's, robert de niro that, no yeah that's true because like we can't yeah <laughs> i mean i think I, like, that's what it yeah. is at the end of the day it's like yeah you, you, in order to justify a three and a half hour movie you go you know it's business, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. kind of how that yeah. works. Cause exactly, cause like, yeah, yeah. I know. I felt she wasn't util- she wasn't utilized enough. That was a yeah. that was something I felt. I was just like, this lady is doing some good acting, but I just felt like she was a she felt like a side piece to the or like a yes, set even piece. though she should be the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, extremely valid for sure. Wouldn't argue that at all. So, yeah. But uh, that's what I would say. Kind of going backwards real quick. What y'all think about the scene when uh, Ernest is there for the first time having a drink with her and then the thunderstorm rolls in? And then so I think the camera's kind of like, or we're looking in I, from I the window it. and you know, they're it. sitting at the table. I, yeah, I, I, I think I really yeah, like that scene. saw from uh, the previews, I believe. 
yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe so. Probably, so, definitely so. Probably but, then. But I, I just, I really enjoyed that scene. And I thought that was another one of her strong scenes. Subtle, yes. but very strong. I thought that. Yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely felt like in the first act we get a solid little love story going. So, yeah. which makes you question, you know, did he have genuine feelings for his wife? Then we answer, yeah, he does. But at the same time, yes. he's just a fucked up person. <laughs> right. That. And that's, well, well and, I, and that's, what, that's one of the things I'll give more credit to in this film than most of the other Scorsese films. This one did do enough to truly give you the feeling that, um, that Ernest is like, there is a chance that he might actually love her, that she truly loves him. Like, Cause even at, even there are even moments like in the film where once Molly gets like starts st- really feeling bad and she's like making dropping these hints that she's worried about him being <laughs> him being the problem, Ernest being the problem. Mm-hmm. Like even in those moments, I still don't always feel like she truly wants to believe what she's saying, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and so he Scorsese. A lot of time in the Scorsese films, there's not enough spent on the relationships themselves, like. You see, it's a lot about the individual characters' arc of <laughs> their mm-hmm. downward spiral, right? Their downward spiral. But yeah. the other, the the love interests that they have, or the best friends, they all come as like their set pieces for the individual's demise. And so, watching this was pretty good to see that how that uh, relationship kind of blossoms and and crumbles all at the same time, or it does it blossom? You know what I mean? To ask yeah, those yeah. questions. Yeah. So Isaiah, I think Trevor already answered this, but is this a film you could see yourself rewatching a couple of times? Uh, I wouldn't say a couple of times. Probably mm-hmm. not for me. Um, I I probably will watch it at least once, once more, uh, maybe twice. But okay. Do you do you know where it ranks as far twice. as uh, films for this year? Does it crack a top ten for you or at all? Uh, that's, 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 that's a question say. for both of y'all. Uh, for me, say. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, think, I mean, I think it's too. really good. I think it should be in there. But it's got a, it's a lot of good films this year. I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say was... also, like, I think it belongs in a top ten. Let's put it that way. It belongs in a top ten. However, um, it may not make my personal favorites of this year. That would be a better way to say it. That, that's interesting that you went with top ten. I thought the it would have been more difficult had you said top five. <clears throat> Well, I, I was uh, saying that because I because I already knew I already knew y'all were gonna be like, mm, I don't know, yeah, maybe it'll crack my ten, maybe number nine out of the ten. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. For, I don't for, think it's... for me it sits at probably six. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's why that's why I said top ten because I'm like it could probably make the top five, but yeah. I think if I think if I thought through it a little bit, I probably could find maybe one. I don't think I would put it in one through four, so I couldn't guarantee it would be in yeah. top five. I mean, it's interesting. It's, inter- it's interesting as Rob- Robert Oppenheimer's story is. Wait, what'd you say? That was just, that was just a joke. What'd he say? <laughs> I said Ant Man is better than this. Shit. <laughs> you gotta mess around and get us canceled. <laughs> I was about to say you said that just to piss off Kevin because Kevin was not feeling that man at all man look, like, no, was, man, let me say as you said Isaiah it's just an Ant-Man movie <laughs> it is even though I've just I've watched that just an Ant-Man movie a couple of times since it's been on Disney Plus but <laughs> it man. is still but just an Ant-Man movie I, 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 Kevin I know that you said that and I think this is where you were starting to get into I know that you said that you thought this was a very important film and then that it was top for you yeah 
I still loved and enjoyed Oppenheimer much more than this. Okay, that's what I was getting at. That's what I was trying to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I, I have to think about it more. I, I do. Th- I favor Oppenheimer still. You know, I think it's still the better film. But I mean, yes. yeah, I think this one. Oh is, wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this one is past Oppenheimer. You know, um, but well, but I'm I think sure it's going to take a rewatch for 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 both of them. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely fair wow. for both. You know, now I will say I am I I can tell you I won't be dissuaded. I thought Oppenheimer was better because overall, yes, I I, I can tell you I didn't feel like I was sitting, I've said it before I didn't feel all three and a half hours of this film, but I think the energy of Oppenheimer Oppenheimer beat this out. The overall yeah. energy of Oppenheimer, like I was sitting in that three hour movie too. But it felt just so intense, all like yes. almost the whole time through. I, I felt similar. I felt similarities even, though. I felt similarities within it too, and the only similarities is what I mean as far as it being longer, a longer film, and then like the last yeah. act being like courtroom drama type thing. I saw that. Ah, but that wasn't even good courtroom drama. Not like, not <laughs> like well, Oppenheimer. no, no. Oppenheimer. No, it, it really wasn't. Level, yeah, as this, far as this that, really wasn't. Like yeah. Oppenheimer flipped on that 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 midpoint in the movie. Oh you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's really two different movies. It's two different. It, and it, that's a good I way think, to describe. I think this one is movies. more. This is the most important film I've seen this year. Even though Robert Oppenheimer's story is you know important and all that, especially just the contribution to science. But Oppenheimer just is a different man. That that it's just a different movie, man. So I, I still favor Oppenheimer. I still got it like you know one or two, you know, for this year. Um, yeah. But I think this one is, I think it's comfortable in my top five, one hundred percent. So, yeah. Well, uh, we score. I think I had two more things I wanted to say, but just one fun fact: the scene where um, uh, it's one of the first taxi rides that Leo's character Ernest is giving Molly, and then uh, it's a improv improvised scene whenever uh Ernest says I don't know what you said but I think that was Indian for a handsome devil or something to that effect. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, boy Leo improvised. That's that what Leo one. be using to them young girls, huh? That's his line. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his it's line. funny you say that cuz cuz the whole movie I'm sitting there thinking to myself I'm like I wonder if he noticed she's not 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know we're watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it instantly took me out of the movie. I was like, she looked, she looked like she older than 25. He, he must not have put that in a contract. <laughs> and then the other thing I wanted to say, sorry, was oh, just oh, that I did really think it, this movie made me do, uh, this movie did make me think that I need to read up on my, my history, especially post-reconstruction, mm-hmm. because it's just like, man, what was really going on in Oklahoma that the Osage where it was... <laughs> You know, one of the one of the wealthiest people one of in the, the oppressed nation. groups. Exactly, mm-hmm. one of the oppressed groups in this in in our nation's history uh, was able to form an affluent community, just like again down the road in Oklahoma in yep. Tulsa. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the Black Wall Street. I like that they showed that as well. Both so. times, though, <laughs> yeah, the white man came in and do what the white man does best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, minorities over here. I asked one of my frat brothers who's from Oklahoma. Um, yeah, Tulsa specifically, and he was like, "Man, let me tell you something. I didn't learn about Tulsa until I got to my freshman year at CSU, and and mm. I, and this story here, I didn't even know about it. So yeah, I'm about to go see this movie. This is like this ain't yeah. something that they teaching in 
Oklahoma school system. So that's that, nah, which isn't surprising nah. to well, anybody. <laughs> so, but, no, no, no. Yeah, they, yeah, they got yeah. they got their issues if, if you pay attention to <laughs> the news. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that's something for another day. Yeah, exactly. But there, there are um, three 10 out of 10 films this year. It's this one for me, which, oh, sorry, I just said my score. This is a 10 out of 10. Um, oh, that was in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. uh, Past Lives, really Past cool. Lives is a ten out of ten film for me, and then Oppenheimer is a ten out of ten film. So, I think this is yeah, this is in my top three. I just got to figure out where I'm going to put it. It's not number one, but yeah, top three. Um, I'll definitely give it a. Uh, I'd give it a score probably uh, ninety-eight. <laughs> I say you, you forgot, forgot a new number. You forgot we're doing out of 10 oh, now. Oh, what does it matter? <laughs> 9.8, there it is, there it is. Move we're the not, decimal. We're not doing decimals either. Move the decimal, yeah. bitches. Move the decimal. <laughs> so it's a 10 out of 10. Right. <laughs> Thank you I ain't round up. I said, I said what I said. I, I ain't round up. I said what I said. <laughs> no, nah, that's fine. 10 out of 10 is cool. He said, he said, I ain't about to. Boy, ain't nobody going to take our score <laughs> serious after that. <laughs> <laughs> No, if it's if it's on the scale of ten, yeah, I'll give it to you. And then I, of course, nine out of ten. So yeah, well, I'm glad you gave it a ten, Isaiah. That's good. I mean, you did see this movie in a bad mood, and they kept you engaged. That's good. Well, it was it was tough to still be angry about, so it It all worked. (laughs) It didn't it didn't skew your score at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Isaiah. It fit the theme of the day. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Isaiah, pull us out before. <laughs> Get us out of here. Wrap this up. <laughs> did anybody? So, my folks at home, did anyone else feel pissed like I was today? <laughs> and enjoy the movie because you felt pissed? No, I'm just playing. But, yeah, that, we've laid it out here, folks. We think this is a great movie. But y'all let us know what you guys think. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on TikTok. And definitely tell your friends. Check us out and listen to our episodes. We thank y'all so much for supporting us. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Later. This has been the Real For Real Podcast with Kevin, Trevor, and Isaiah. Thanks for tuning in. Keep up with the conversation by following us on our social media. On Instagram, you can find us at the real underscore for real. And on TikTok, you can find us at the real for real podcast. Be safe, be blessed, and we'll catch you next time.